What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle Grind podcast. We got a lot of big stuff to do today. We got a guest inside the studio for the first time ever. We got some big announcements to make, and there's going to be a lot of cool changes going on. So we'll get into that here in a minute. We got my other brother from another mother in here with me today. We got David Sabit from Sabit Outdoor Survival. What's up, David? Hey, man. What's going on, brother? I've always called you Bubba, so that's probably what's coming out yeah. today. Hey, I'm about the only person who calls me David is my wife. Yeah, when I first met her, she said, where's David? I said, well, who the hell's David? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, I'm just as confused as most people. Yeah, I've known you lots of years as Bubba. So um, I'm going to get into a lot of new stuff today. So we got a sponsor for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's hear about it. Yeah, so I've noticed the whole time we've actually been sponsored. Because, I mean, look around this room. This is fancy, man. This is sweet, right? Dude, I, my southern butt don't belong in no place like this. This I, is intense. It's like a booger on a wedding cake. Oh, dude, it's nice. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, it's not free, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm paying for it. So the sponsor for this show is going to be JK Blades. Oh, yeah. Get you a really it, cool intro for that. It might as well be, right? I need oh, some yeah. music. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, JK Blades, that's my brand. I don't talk about it near as much as I need to on here because that kind of is the purpose behind doing this podcast is a little bit of self-promotion. But, um, yeah, J.K. Blades, that's what I am on Instagram, J.K. Blades with no underscores or spaces or weird crap or none of that. And I'm a custom knife maker. If you're interested in any kind of custom knife from skinning knives, kitchen knives, whatever you want, I'll make it. Just get in touch with me on there. Give me a follow and a like and all that good stuff. And um, why don't you tell us about who you are, what you do? Oh, man, I'm your leather guy. Right? I'm the leather guy. Uh, I make anything involving leather, belts, sheaths, holsters, oh man, straps, you know, purses, if you can think of it, man, I make it. And right now my business, biggest customer is you. Right. <laughs> now, I, I take my knives to your house and drop them off, but that's not the only way, right? No, no. Like you said, I'm on Save It Outdoor Survival on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, I guess, I think that's all of them. About everyone you can think of, I'm on If you Google me, you'll find me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. When it comes to custom knives like yours, you don't you don't ever make one the same or ever easy. So with knives like yours, it's always best to have them in hand. But uh, anybody else, you can mail things, you can shoot, just about get with me any kind of way you can think of. Yeah, and you'll you'll go ahead and you'll get the, the knife mailed to you and um, get the sheath made, custom, wet formed, all fitting yep. like a glove, and you'll ship it right back. Yes, I will. And uh, a lot of the, can we say guns on this thing? We can say guns, but I don't think you can, you can say whatever the hell you want. Okay. I don't think you can actually ship a gun. No, no, that's what I'll say. The guns over the internet, I got either blue guns or I've already owned the gun and I can model it to that. Yeah, I think between me and you, we got about every little <laughs> pistol out there. If not, we can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's that kind of studio. You want a beer? Just don't spill it on this fancy equipment. Oh, no, that'd be a bad idea. All right. So um, my second announcement that we're making today is pretty cool. We're going to start doing this weekly. Yeah, I need it weekly. Yeah, every <laughs> single week we're going to be doing this. I don't know at what day during the week I'm going to record, but it's going to start coming out every single Tuesday. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, I, I listened to those first three all at one time and was like mad. I, I was at work and wanted some more. I was like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I called you. I think I was like, "When's the next one?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the first, uh, see, this is number five. Okay. The first four were all recorded within about a week of each other. Oh, intense! And they've been coming out every other week. 
So the last one that came out with Wayne down at Pirate Forge. That dude's a trip. Dude, he's awesome. But yeah, I listened to that one in my truck like I had never heard it before. Yeah. I was part of it. He even put it on Instagram saying, forgot what we talked about, but it was probably cool. Yeah, I actually saw that today. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. There's that thing. And then I saw it was like four days ago or whatever when he posted. I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's going to be a lot better because, you know, some of the things that we do in our shops or in life or whatever. They're cool when you want to talk about them. Yeah. But if you're kind of not going to let it out to the world for a month or two, by the time it comes out, it's irrelevant. It's going to get outdated. Right. Yeah. Quickly. So, you know, I can start promoting some knives that I'm working on. And, you know, whoever I'm recording with can promote whatever they're working on. Maybe yeah. get some business out of the deal. So. Excuse me. Nice dodge. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel a little weird, man. I've never been in a situation like this. And me and you talk all the time. Yeah. So it's like, all right, I keep trying to look over to see your punch list to see what the we had discussed the other day. And I'm like, man, we talk all the time. How do I discuss something new? That that list is at the house, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I came out of the shop. I had I had a little notepad and I had my T-shirt I was going to change. I'm still in my nasty shop clothes. I've been down there grinding all day. Same, dude. I ran off of work and came straight here. Yeah. So, well, talk about your work. My work, man. Yeah. I want to hear why you started okay. making leather. and. I mean, did you need something that was made out of letter? It, leather? It, it kind of worked out like that. I uh, I needed something and wanted something. So at the time, I was like also in a weird place in my life, and I needed a hobby. I needed something to keep me out of trouble. And I was like, okay. So, you know, I do like a lot of folks do. Go down to the Hobby Lobby, find you a little cheap kit and some of their cheap leather and tinker. Well, I think the first thing I bought was one of those, uh, they actually sell the Leatherman kits, where it's already pre-cut out, pre-holes punched, comes with a needle and thread. I went to the house with my little things I just bought, and I made it, and it was like half the size it needed to be. I was like, oh, that's just, that's just great, <laughs> you know? So I was like, well, i got to figure out how to design my own. So I went back up there, bought different tools, bought a roll of leather, and, you know, I've always I've been an artist since I was a kid doing tattoos. I can draw a little bit, and I'm a sheet metal mechanic, so I know measurements. Right. I was like, I can measure this thing out and draw it 3D on paper, and then I can basically design how a leather's going to wrap around it. Within thousands of an inch, which you don't need, but I can do. Right. Yeah, so I, that's the first thing I made was that leather. Man, I was like, man, this thing is intense. It keeps me busy. Put some music on. Your brain's involved. Both your hands are doing things. And one thing led to another. And I, I think it was belts, honestly. I'd made a belt because the one I had, I had for like 14 years, and it decided to finally let go. So I made a belt, and I told a guy about it, and he was like, man, I could use one. And the next thing I know, I sold like 10 or 15 belts at work, and I'm a leathersmith. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. Whoa. So then I had to find tools that were worth a darn because I'm using these $3 cheapos, and that just ain't cutting it. You know? <laughs> now, you got to have the right tools for the job. Oh, my goodness. If you don't, you ain't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I heard you talking about that last podcast, all the, the money you invest in the tools. If you ain't got them. Yeah. It, you know? it, it's a must. Yeah. Your quality is in your production rate. Yeah. And one of the things I found out with, when I discovered what a clicker die was, it's basically a cookie cutter that goes ahead and stamps out the leather shape you need. I spend an average, I don't know, probably a day drawing, designing, and then cutting out the leather. When I discovered there was a thing like clicker dies where somebody else can make it out of a metal and I just stick it on the leather and smush it and it pops out the shape I need, in five minutes I'm like, oh, Lord have mercy, I want them all. You know? <laughs> Give me every one of them. Yeah, we made one of those, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. Wasn't we, it, uh, what did we do that for? The coasters. Coasters at your wedding. Yep. yep. We made a – that was a fun experiment. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two hours to have the simplest solution. <laughs> you 
using a bottle jack to try to use the fender to figure out how this thing was going to press. And yeah, we put it in the drill press. We put it on rubber mats. We just, were yeah. We didn't even think about having to put it on a solid surface. Hard surface. Yeah. Just hitting it until like. After that, it just took a tap all the way around. Yep, that was right easy. through. But that's a clicker die, basically. Okay. Those right there make life so much simpler. It does look like a little cookie cutter. That's exactly what I tell folks. It looks yeah. like a cookie cutter. But so that's basically how it started. Just needing something, and then folks started asking for things. And then, like I said, you know, I was in a weird place in life, so it kept me busy, kept me off the streets and out of trouble. And, kinda. Well, not yeah, not completely, but kind of <laughs> helped. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how long you been going? Oh man, I think I'm on seven or eight years. If I had to do the math, what year is this? Twenty twenty one. Man, I don't know. It's probably been a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my kid was little, so probably 10 years, maybe seven, eight, nine, 10 years from other. I'd have to actually go back and find a picture of when I first did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Find out what the date was. Yeah. Your kid's not little anymore. I oh. remember when I first met her, first time I saw her, I almost stepped on her. Yeah. She was in the floor with a coloring book. Mm-hmm. And last weekend, I seen her at work. Yeah, at work. Where yeah. she drove herself to. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy how time flies. Car, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. it's It makes my brain sweat a little Man, bit. And the youngins about. make you age quickly. Oh, oh, yeah. She got in her first wreck. I told you about that. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I, then my niece, same day, I just found out got in a wreck, too. I saw that earlier. I'm like, oh, my kids are grown, man. I'm over here being dad. Yeah. There, there's something weird going on <laughs> in the water where we live. There are bad crashes every yeah. day. The one in front of the wife's shop, man. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, we know who that is too. Yeah, so that that was a that was weird to find that out. Yeah, I'm like, I hope all that turns out well, and whatever's yeah. in the water gets out of the water. Yeah, right. But, I'm just keeping my butt at the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I about to say, about the only places I go other than the work is over to your house to grab a knife. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what two miles. Yeah, if, maybe if yeah, yeah, two miles and one red light. So yeah, speaking to me, keeping my butt at the house. Here's another big deal. Uh oh. Uh-oh. 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 What we got? J.K. Blaze is full-time. Yes, sir. Congratulations. You got a button? I do. Hold on. Yeah. J.K. Blaze is full-time. Congratulations, brother. Tell us how that happened. Oh, shit. It It wasn't time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've talked about this on the show before. My goal, obviously, is to go full-time, but now is not the time. Oh, yeah. So I've been a contract worker for lots of years. And um, contract just ran out. Yeah. Actually, what happened is it got sold, you know, without me even knowing. And no clue. No idea. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, just one day, I'm done. Yeah. You know, so, hell, give it a shot. Yeah. Might as, well, then you have to, right? I got to. That's it, the point. That's the only thing you know. Yeah. So, now I'm in the shop, sun up to sundown, most days, depending now, on what time the wife is working. Here's a crazy question, because when I got those time off for the beginning of COVID, mm-hmm. and I focused on my leather how impressed were you with how much you could get done on a straight eight shift actually working a full shift in your shop dude i'm a beast it's amazing isn't it's it? crazy instead of a few hours in the evening before bed or whatever yeah because part-time say you get off work at four o'clock example yep. you head down to the shop you open the door around five yep by the time you turn on the lights and kind of kick the stool around for a minute you might start working on something by six mama's getting dinner ready now yep, yep. and yep. then by the time you get into something, it's time to clean up. Yep. So I've been getting down there between 6.30 and 7 most days. I try to get an early start to get all that kicking the stool around done. Yep. Then when the sun comes up, I can start turning on grinders and all that because, yep. you know, got neighbors. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, if the wife's working an early shift getting off, 
she goes in at 5 a.m., she'll be off at 1. You know, I'll, I'll try to call it a day around 3 or 4. Mm-hmm. But if she's working a night shift, getting off at 8.30, I'm working 6.30 to 8.30. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm cranking them out. Well, then you need to get more time with your old lady. Yeah. Then you get more time in the shop. Yeah. I loved it when I had that time off because then, it like, like you said, you start it, basically get started at 6, and then mom is knocking on the door, dinner's ready, yeah. kids need this, and I'm running in circles. Yeah. When I was able to get up in the morning with the kids and go straight to the shop, yeah. Oh my goodness, I'd be halfway through the day looking. I'm like, wow. Yeah. This is what I need to do full time. I can get some stuff out. It's kind of a weird feeling though, right? Oh yeah, it's, because it's crazy. You're at home now. Yeah. So you're still at work. This is how you're making your income. Mm-hmm. So you're at work, but the wife's at work too. Yeah. But she's not home, and there's laundry that needs to be done. Yep, I do the same thing. And there's you know the dishwasher needs to be unloaded and. Mm-hmm. You kind of walk past those things, and you tell yourself, oh, well, shit, I'll do that later. I'm at work. Yeah. <laughs> but then you can't, you know, you can't just not do it. Yeah. Because then when she gets home, she'll say, well, you've been home all day. Well, see, what I did. Of course, my wife's awesome. She would never do that. Yeah. But. Mine, you know. mine either, but my wife, like, yours works. Mine works. Runs her own business. Mm-hmm. And comes home dog tired. Right. Dog tired. <laughs> She's a groomer. <laughs> so she comes home dog tired and doesn't want to mess with it. Well, what I would do is a lot of times when I'm working on my leather, I guess because I'm getting old, my eyesight's going, and I got to bend over and get close to things a lot. I get up every so often and take me a back break, refill my drink, stretch my back out, and I use that. And I, I, I intentionally tell myself, "All right, get up, walk around, rotate laundry, check the dishes on the next break." You know, so I would try to use those back stretching breaks to go get something done in the house. Yeah, so that I wasn't trying to finish everything up within the last hour of my day before mom and the kids get home i would space it out through my breaks and then when she came home everything's good i just have to kick the kids a little bit and give her a hug and let her go do what she's doing yeah you know yeah that makes it a lot easier when you can space it out oh yeah but man i've actually got laundry that i started this morning still in the wash it needs to go to the dryer <laughs> oh yeah that's no big rush so we have work to do right yeah exactly gotta get prepared for this yeah all right i had to I said, them big old noggin of yours. I know, man. These <laughs> headphones are cool, but if you got a hat on under them, that little that yeah. little knot on the top will sink into mm-hmm. the top of that headphone quickly. What's on your punch list? <laughs> uh, well, well, I remember you had a couple big releases, the full time thing. So full time. So are you? I heard you talk about this on other shows. Are you looking at focusing on a certain style? Are you looking at beating the hammer and whatever comes out comes out? Or whatever somebody asks for. What do you What do you think your game plan is going to be with it? That's an awesome question. Because I know the finger bangers was an accident. That was, dude. And the, they're taking off, man. Those things are so cool. I like them. They're fun to make. I, I've still been trying to design a sheath for it after me and you talked yeah. about it. Yeah. If y'all don't know what the finger banger is, go look oh. on JK Blades and look at this little knife. <laughs> it, it, I believe the overall length is... What, it might be four? I don't, it's not four. Not four? Because I just ordered a load of burl handle material okay just for those and the length of the handle is two and a quarter so well it might it might be three and a half three and a half to yeah. four inches but it's pretty much a little it's got a tonto style shape to it mm-hmm. with a place to hold it yeah it's the goofiest little thing <laughs> but, it's, hey but they're sharp <laughs> oh they're crazy sharp uh i actually sold one to a guy here in town and he's kind of amateur leather guy okay and he made him a little sheath for it and he said he made the sheath for that knife with that knife. Yeah. He cut all his leather out with that. Out. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious to see what it looks like because me and you have talked about how you, well, I don't know if you mounted his like you want yours mounted. 
But yeah, I'm trying to figure that out with not much room to have. Yeah, I've I've, I've sketched a little bit, and I'm gonna come up with something. I know I can. Yeah, I know you can do it <laughs> on that little stuff, man. A little uh, mini cleaver, neck knife things. Those are a pain in the ass, but we get them done. Those are fun though. They're cool, man. But let's make them all the same size. I can't really do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a guess. They were about. It was about the same width. So I just kind of stuck it up next to the template I already made for the last one. From spine to blade? Yes. Okay. It was about the same. So when I, I, I guess my brain stopped right there. Cool. It it's about the same width. Took the old template, doodled on it, cut it out, put the leather together, sewed it, stuck the knife in it. And I was like, wow, this thing's flexing bad. <laughs> so I stuck the knife on top of it and realized I had a half inch of extra length. Oh. After sewing it and dyeing it and everything, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be fun to trim down." <laughs> oh, did you already have the snap on it? Oh yeah, everything was on it. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna, you might as well screw it up all the yeah, way. Yeah, I was like, "That's great." I, like I said, my brain just quit working, and I just built it the same length as the other one. I guess and I was like, "That's when I text you." I was like, "Well, in case you're curious, this yeah. one's a half inch shorter." Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I've got tape measures, I've got micrometers, I've mm-hmm. got. Metal rulers, there are measuring devices all over my shop. Yeah. And I use them all the time. But if I'm making a knife, yeah, they don't come out. Like we're saying, just beat on it and it comes out, it yeah. comes out. Right? I mean, beat it and grind it and yep. it just call it good. But, I mean, yeah, I don't measure anything. Even, you know, a lot of people with knife work, they try to get things just exact. Yeah. And to me, once it looks good, you know, refine it and make it even better and call it good. Hell, yeah. They want to have like a... On a chef's knife, it's got to be exactly two inches, you know, for a lot of people. Yeah. I made a few the other day. One was two and a quarter. One was an inch and three quarters, but they're all sharp. They're sharp. <laughs> and every everyone that I've ever messed with from you, it uh, it feels good in the hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. All <laughs> oh, right. Um, yeah, all right. So Should we tell them? Yeah, we're going to tell them stories. So here where uh, we record... Uh, obviously there's a waiting room in the studio and right now we are watching, looks like maybe wrestling practice. I don't know. Two or, grown uh, men. Yeah. They're, they're doing some, wrestling. They're okay. grappling. I know Brandon's big into some jujitsu. All right. All right. That's what he's working on. Cause that's not what it looked like when I looked up. Yeah. So what we're getting at guys is they're the, wrestling. Yeah. They're, he just spun him over. Yeah. The, the camera system for the building is here in this room where we're at. So, uh, yeah, this is neat. So, ladies and gentlemen, what you're seeing right now is Brandon took him over. Oh, he got his back. He's got his back. And he rolled him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to business here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I look up and I saw that and I couldn't help it. I was like, what? I saw what? that look on your face. Like, yeah, something weird was happening. And, and you were right. But uh, so what were we saying? So what is your plan with the knives you're going to be making now that you're full time? Well, right now, now that I'm full time, uh, it's pretty much. Whatever somebody wants, which I do want to keep it that way. It keeps it interesting. I don't want to get to the point. I'll, I'm sure you remember uh, about a year ago, I went through the steak knife craze of 2020. Yeah. I put one picture oh up of a steak knife, and I mean, it was great, but I made about 100 of them, and that's all I was making for a couple of months. And um, I don't I don't want to get to the point of making – the same knife over and over. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a production facility. It's going to get boring, like you said in the last yeah. podcast. I mean, I like making hunters and skinners and things like that. Yeah. Um, but, man, I'm really getting more into the kitchen knives. Well, you're doing a good job. Yeah. I mean, they're fun to make. Yeah. 
And each one can be changed up a little bit, but yeah. it, it means a lot on those small changes. Well, they've already got their, like most kitchen knives, like we were talking before, like they've got their standard designs. Right. What certain folks like, certain folks don't like. But uh, in all of them, you look at them, you got your own flair. Every craftsman has their own flair to yeah. every single knife. I guess you got your standard of what it needs to be. Right. And then you do what you feel like doing. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a long, sharp, pointy thing. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many ways to change it. And get it balanced, right? And what else does it matter? I don't know. I'm not a professional chef. No, me neither. If it feels good, cuts good. Yeah. I mean, and uh, the kitchen knives are just so razor sharp, man. Oh, man. It's, <laughs> it, yeah. I got a, a giant bald spot on my leg testing one. <laughs> on accident. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to shave like that. But, um, yeah, they're just a lot of fun to make. And I want to get into making some sets mm-hmm. of kitchen knives. You know, like a, a chef's knife, a Santuco filet knife. Yeah. Um, I'm working on forging out a serving fork. That's what I was about to bring up. You want to make a fork knife combo? Yeah, like a carving fork, yeah. serving fork. Um, and I'm just, I, it's something I ain't done before. Yeah. So I'm kind of working on the details of it. And um, the first one was a dud. Okay. I just, I started with too small a stock and gotcha. it just, it wasn't hardened enough to, you know, it was still flimsy gotcha. for the overall length. But I got some more stuff on the way. So, um, Hopefully that'll get going soon, but uh, yeah, full time man, it's I'm, it's a weird. Feeling. I'm happy for you. I'm happy. For I'm me. nervous for you. I'm too. very nervous. Now, I mean, luckily, all the bills are paid. Yep, that's yep. good. But uh, it's one of them feelings, you know. For so many years having that contract work, yeah, I just knew the bills are paid, and I'll get yep. to the shop when I get there. And you were doing good and not worried. Yeah, I'm still not worried. Yeah, but. Kind of like an extra weight, you know, that you didn't know was there, but when it yeah. hits, it's on there. Oh yeah. So there is no more playing around in the shop. <laughs> you know, it's this full time business. Oh yeah. So again, guys, go to JK Blades. <laughs> buy, buy a knife at JK Blades. <laughs> JK Blades. Yeah, please do. Because uh, all the letters from Save It Outdoor Survival. Yeah, there you go. We got to support the craft as a whole. Oh yeah. Like I heard that guy say, uh, like this is all one big family. We might be uh, selling our own things to own customers, but we are our own network of group of people who all get along yeah like we were at you know blade show what a heck of a group of artisans Dude. and we all got along nobody was being mean to nobody because you're my competitor no there's Dude, no room for that everybody was dropping hints tricks i do this yeah. this is what i like hey man let's talk about that and it's like whoa dude what do you need what can i help you with hey man if you're ever in town you know yeah all these artisans in this small world i don't even know if it's small but the, the world that we run in is impressive I like it, dude. It's a lot bigger than I would have realized yeah. five years ago before I got into this. Oh, yeah. Um, hell, when I started looking at making knives, I didn't know anything about YouTube. Yeah. You know, so I just kind of taught myself. But I remember the first time I typed in, I think I typed in knife making tips or something like that, or mm-hmm. beginning knife maker. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could not believe the results. And there were people anywhere from young 20s all the way up into their – Oh, yeah. Late years. You know, yes. like Walter Sorrells. He's older. He's probably at least in his 50s, I would guess. I don't know. Yeah, he's a knife guy. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he's teaching beginner tips. Yeah. But, and just about every one of the people that teaches knife-making tips online on YouTube, mm-hmm. YouTube's free, right? Yeah. So anybody can see their stuff. Of course, they're making money off the ads. Yep. But they're also knife makers. So they're not trying to hide their craft. They're not trying to protect their secrets. Yeah. And like you said, is everybody's willing to share and wanting to share. That's one thing I can't stand. And other things I've been involved in, in my life, everyone wants to be quiet. They don't want to discuss how they do certain things. And it's like, bruh, 
If I told you exactly, step-by-step, 100% to the T, how I was going to do something or build something, you could write it all down, take pictures, and you still would end up with a different product than me because it's going to have your flair, your craftsmanship on it. So if somebody asks me something, they want to know, hey, man, come on by the house, I'll tell you. You know what I mean? What is it you want to know? Yeah. Let me teach you. Because even if you take a couple things away from me, hey, that's fine. I'm building the craft in general. There's not enough people... I think that are steadily learning to do a, a craft with their hand. You know, it's a dying breed in my, in my opinion. It is. And the world's getting so, I, I don't even know if this is a word mechanized. Yep. Everything's getting kind of automated and, you know, machine led. So it's, it's just something you don't see as much anymore. when I see young kids wanting to do what we do or even interested in it, man, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I met a guy at, uh, I was at, I don't even know if I, I'll, I'll give him a little shout out, Georgia Bushcraft up in uh, Watkinsville, Georgia. And I met a kid, I want to say he was 15, I can't recall, 15, 14, somewhere around there. And uh, he had been making leather with his granddaddy in his granddaddy's shop because he wanted to hang out with his granddaddy and learn something. He and his father were both wearing one of his first and second or second, third, like first holsters that he had made and one of the first knife sheets he had made. I'm like, dude, I don't know what you got planned for your life, but this is in your blood. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say he was better than me, but the kid wasn't far behind. Yeah. Like, man. So I told him, and we sat there and talked for hours about, hey, man, look at this picture. Look, you know, pulled my holster off my hip. Look at my stitching, and this is what you got. This is amazing. If you do a couple little tweaks, man. And I, we just talked for hours. And the kid's like 14, 15. He's only been doing it like six months to a year. Yeah. Give this kid seven years like me? Oh, my goodness. He's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's like, grow up and be a doctor if you want to, but never quit tinkering with leather, man. You've got it. Yeah. Some yeah. people just have it. I mean, there's there's one knife maker. He's actually a, a blacksmith, and his name is on freaking everything. And he's got some of the best work in the world. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name on here because I'm personally not a huge fan. Well, that's – yeah. But um, everybody's going to know who I'm talking about. But, I mean, he started when he was – I want to say 14 or 15, something like yeah. that. And now he's got his his picture on, I mean, he's selling blue jeans and, <laughs> you know, Anvil, whatever it is. Yeah. I, just, I just gave it away right there. The world will know exactly who that is. I have no clue. Well, well, <laughs> it's an, another knife guy. But, you but, know, uh, I wish my, you know, my dad tried to get me in sports and stuff when I was a kid because, you know, this little crap whole town we live in, there wasn't no markets. There weren't yeah. leather crafters in the area. The only leather guy we had built shoes old Mr. Hart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah or sewed something on your shirt. Right. That wasn't something that we had access to. But that's something I would have loved to have access to when I was a child. Yeah, I remember going to uh, someplace here local within, I would probably guess, within an hour's drive when I was a little kid and there was a blacksmith demo going on. And I remember sitting and watching that. It never really yeah. crossed my mind that it was something I want to do. Well, we but had I the, do remember it plain as day catching my interest, and I didn't want to leave. I wanted to see him hit that piece of hot metal. What was it? Uh, the Mossy Creek Festival, when we were younger, was yep. still around. And they would have, like, little things like that. But it came around, like, once a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't that one. I want to say it was up towards Juliet or something. But. Yeah. Well, that one was out of town somewhere, you know, and yeah. once a year. And it was cool stuff like that, but never in town. You know, I'd love for kids to have – well, that's why we ch- kind of started the school out there in Crawford County with so we could do things like that. And that's still growing. By the way, a little shout-out, Save It Outdoor Survival is also a school in Crawford County through Wilderness Instructors of the Southeast. 
So we're trying to uh, get that going. We've got a few classes and whatnot, but that's one thing I want to focus on is children, giving them the skills that I would love to have had the ability to have a chance to do. Yeah. You know, be it survival training or blacksmithing or leather work or whatever that may be, you know. Shout out there for that. Yeah, man. (laughs) You got five. Five kids. Five Rugrats. And almost all of them love camping. The older ones are getting to that. Come on, Dad. I'd yeah. rather just, you know, sit here and watch television, Dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, even when they were younger, that's all they want to do. Well, I, almost, I can't say it. Almost every single day, one of the kids, when are we going camping again? I'm like, I would love to go. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, what about the leather? Are any of them showing interest in um, wanting to learn? The baby, believe it or not, since day one has wanted to tinker with leather. Really? And she's six now. And she has actually made a couple, except for sewing and cutting, has done all the dyeing and a lot of that different stuff and let her hit the snaps, which takes a little bit of time because she don't hit lots of (laughs) hits, you know, but she hits them straight. She holds it straight. And she is probably the coolest one where it comes to it. She'll straight up tell you that's not his shop. That's our shop. That's awesome. And then the the nine-year-old has just recently, in the past month or so, wanted to come in there. I let her dye some sheets the other day. And my oldest kid... If I give him five bucks, you know, she'll come in there and sew a sheath for me. And she sews beautifully. She does it great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's five bucks. I got a couple sheaths, five bucks a sheath. Please go sew them. I'm behind. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and he'll go in there and knock them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like that. I appreciate that. But it's not a passion. Now, he's an artist as hell, but that's not his passion. But he will for five bucks go show, sew my sheath for me. There you go. And I'll take it. You know yeah. what I mean? Hell yeah. Free la- well, close to free <laughs> close labor. Close to free labor, you know? But in half the time, it won't say nothing about the money, or I'll give him five, and he'll sew two or three. Yeah. But he does good, so I I like that. My boys aren't showing any kind of interest. I don't force it. You know what I mean? If they want to do it, whatever. My youngest boy, Nolan, he wants to go down there and see me throw sparks with the grinder. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's cool, though. But it's too loud. Uh, So he'll run away from it pretty quick. My little girl, actually, is the one recently has been wanting to build something. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the we were working on the chicken coop the other day and I had the little trim gun out. Okay. Me and her built a little bench for her to sit on a few weeks ago. And I set the trim gun down on the ground next to the chicken coop. She wanted to shoot some in, so I let her. And we was cleaning up and she picked up that little trim gun and walked right at me. Uh oh. She looked me right in the eyes, <laughs> as serious if you've ever seen a human look. <laughs> and she looked back and forth between me and this little trim gun. Oh, little she was wanting to pop you. Air power. No. She looked at me and Look back and forth. She said, Dad, there's a lot of good memories between me and you here on this gun. <laughs> oh you know she's being goofy. Yeah, but that's still cute. It was so you know funny. it's true, though. It is true. Yeah, and that's something it. she'll remember, you know. Yep. And the boys are, I have to, I got to have weird talks with them sometimes. Yeah. So they're into Fortnite. Okay. Weirdest crap ever to me. Yeah. But they seem to think that V-Bucks isn't real money. Oh, it is real money, but since it's V-Bucks, it doesn't right. count. Yeah. So he was telling me that he bought a, a skin to where his character would look like something else yeah. on the game. Yeah. And uh, he said he, he paid like 100 V-Bucks for it or something. I said, you paid $100 for your Nintendo guy yeah. to, to look different. <laughs> and he said, no, it was V-Bucks. I said, but that started as real money, right? Yep. He said, no, V-Bucks. I said, okay, so somebody went to the store. And they picked up this V-Bucks card, right? He oh, said, yeah. yeah. I said, they went to the cash register to pay for it. He said, yeah. I said, well, what do you reckon they paid for it with? He said, I don't know. Probably a card. 
I said, okay, well, that's still real money. And I had to break it down step by step. Yeah. To where it was real physical money, a dollar bill that turned into that V-Bucks, and he spent a hundred of them. I'm over here trying to Google to see what it really is. What's that? Uh, V-Bucks to real money. I don't remember because I know exactly what you're talking about because we do it with our 12-year-old. Oh, I, I hope it's not dollar for dollar. I, it doesn't look like it. I hope you get like a thousand of them for a dollar. If he spent a hundred of them on one little dude. Because my 12 year old's the same way. Yeah. But he understands that it's real money. So he likes to come around and say, can I do a chore? He doesn't want to do a chore unless it's like, hey, can I do this and that for $20? Right, of course. Bro, that's a $5 job, but you know what? I know what you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, my bad. I'm trying to type in Google. It's so unprofessional. It's, you told me we didn't have to be professional. <laughs> so you're looking for the exchange rate. Yeah. He's yeah. doing the Bitcoin exchange rate of uh, of Fortnite V-Bucks. I don't know. It looks like $8, $10, but there's a bunch of little numbers here. So from the looks, what I'm what I'm seeing looks like 100 bucks. I mean, uh, $8, $10. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. It's amazing to me. It's a hustle because the kids are like that. They don't know that it's real money, and yeah. the parents are like, what? But the parents, most parents, myself not included, will throw a V Bucks thing at a kid as an electronic babysitter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go play your game and get out of my way. <laughs> you know, I'm a divorced dad, so I don't have the kids. They don't live with me. Yeah. But at our house, there are no, no tablets. There's no video games. We just don't do that. Yeah. You know, we go outside and play. My kids are freaking pyros. Yeah. So they got no about to say, problem. Burn something or hit something. Yeah, they got no problem going out in the woods. And I tell them, go clean up the woods, and they're happy to do it. Yeah. I tell them, burn anything you pick up. <laughs> Boy, <Done>. Man. Right <laughs> now, it's all flooded in the swamp bottom, so they can't yeah. get through as much of it. But I don't, I never have a dead limb in my yard, ever. Shoot, no. Not with them kids running around. Good gracious. Yeah, they like the little fire starters you gave them. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, they play with them things all the time. <laughs> hey, and I don't have to clean out my dryer lint anymore. They stay on top of they that. They take that quick, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fun stuff. Yeah, the one of them came to the shop looking for the shop back because there was none on the little screen. Okay. But you could see it in the bottom, under, ah, underneath the screen. So they were going to suck it up out the bottom. Right. I said, just go <laughs> play with something else. <laughs> but they'll try to light a fire when the fire's lit. Why not? Why not, I guess. Yeah. So. I just want to throw some sparks. We're way off topic, or are we good? There's no topic. We're okay, good. Cool. We're good. <laughs> I mean, if anybody listening wants to – Send me a message and say, hey, you guys were off topic. That show sucked. Go for it. Yeah. Let me know. It's my fault. Yeah. I enjoyed the other shows. I'm not sure I'm going to like the one with me on it. Oh, dude, I like them. <laughs> I mean, the first one I listened to was the one but me by myself. Mm-hmm. So awkward. Very. But um, since then, you know, I've listened to all my own shows. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because I forget that it's me sometimes, mm-hmm. especially like on Wayne's. It had been so long. I forgot what we talked about. Well, see, I talk to you regularly, and I know what your voice sounds like, but I'm sitting here looking at your face. Hearing somebody else's, what's well, close? It's your voice, but it's weird. It is weird in my ear. Yeah, because yeah. I've, I've, you see my face. Yeah, this is a face for radio. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> hey, I'm right there with you. Like, there's cameras on these walls. When I walked in here, I'm like, those aren't going to be on, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> I think he actually, um, he does a YouTube show that's live. Okay. From here, he's got this setup for it. Now. Yeah, man. And if anybody wants to check out what we're talking about, um, the place where we record is called the peach podcast syndicate so peach like georgia peach uh look them up on instagram uh they they take care of me real good 
mm-hmm. and you can see the fancy stuff they got going on in here. They got it in here. Man, I'm telling you, it, it's like a Hollywood studio. Four, 4K Sony cameras all over the place with LED light bars everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. Bro, like I don't want to touch. I didn't want to sit in the chair. It's it looked more expensive than my truck. I'm like, um. It probably is. Probably is. <laughs> yeah, if y'all knew my truck, you'd probably agree. Oh, that old crap box is still running. Though. I love it. Yeah. 400,000 miles. It ain't dead yet. Has it hit four? No, nah, we're close, though. Oh, we're man. Real close. I, I know you've been close for a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, do, you know, I go to work and go home. I go to your house. <laughs> yeah. I put um, on my truck in the past two years, I put 85,000 miles on it. That's intense. But you drive everywhere for work. I used to. Yeah. So yeah. now that JK Blades is full time, less miles. <laughs> <laughs> Way less miles. JK Blades at Instagram.com. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so yeah. you got an Etsy store, huh? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I do. What kind of what kind of luck do you get on your Etsy store? Well, I, I guess I've been doing a trial run for I don't know. It might be almost a year now, but a few months, and I only posted like I think um, one style of sheath, a belt. I posted a strop and a pouch. So I only put like four or five things on there because I wasn't sure what was going to sell or how it would sell. I didn't know how to use the little tags and all that stuff. Yeah, but uh. I could pull it up and show you my income and what's gone through or how many sales I've had. I get more sales word of mouth, though, and and from the other social medias. But I've gotten a pretty good chunk off Etsy because I do – well, not because, but – and I do nothing for it. I don't promote it. I don't share it. I should. Every once in a while, you'll see the post on Facebook that says, anybody has got an Etsy shop, drop your link. I might do that. Yeah. Other than that, I haven't done anything with it. I just inserted the pictures – not great ones, but decent ones, and put the tags of what it was, and I've probably gotten a dozen already this year. That's good. You know, now one of them was like three orders from the same guy, and I don't know why he did this, but he made three separate orders, which charges him three times for shipping. Doesn't take anything out of your pocket there, right? No, it adds to my pocket. And it probably looks better with multiple sales. Yeah, I'm sure it looks better. But, of course, I had to be nice to the guy because, for some reason, he just paid me three times for shipping, and I met him all at the same time and shipped him at once. Right. So I threw a bonus in there. You know, worth his time. Yeah. Just to be nice and wrote him a nice little note on one of the back of the business cards. I always put my stuff. In, right. You know, because maybe he did it for that reason, just to be nice and support a local guy. I don't know. Or he decided he, I don't know. I don't know if you ever do any drunk shopping. You get online at night and next thing you know, you've ordered things on accident. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. So I don't know why. <laughs> so I, I, I get a few <laughs> things here and there and I don't, without pulling my phone out and looking at the exact statistics, I guess you'd say. Yeah. But it, I ain't going to say it's, it's not hurting me. Between what they charge for their fees or whatnot, I'm making money. Yeah. So I can't knock it. I've only had one sale on there. But I guess you could say I got it figured out why. Why is that? The main reason that I think is because I've only ever advertised it on Instagram. Okay. Okay. So the, And I'm selling knives, obviously. Every knife that I post to Etsy, yeah, I post to Instagram also. So there's usually, you know, if somebody wants it, that's on Instagram, they'll buy it, they'll DM me, yeah. PayPal, they'll send me the cash, I'll send them the knife. So then I have to go into Etsy and deactivate it. Take it down. It doesn't show as a sale yeah. because it wasn't sold through Etsy, so well, it's see, just deactivated. You're losing money like that because you've already paid the $0.10 cents or $0.03, cents, right. whatever it is. Right, It ain't a whole lot of money, but it's still money in the big scheme of things. I think I've got two two or three knives on the Etsy store now, mm-hmm. and I think once those sell, I'm just going to turn it off. Yeah. I mean, because like I said, anybody who knows my Etsy page is seeing it through Instagram. 
And if they're seeing it there, they see the knife there. Yeah, and and I, I've told that to people before. Like, if you know me and you know how to get a hold to me in any other way other than Etsy, come to me that direction. Not knocking Etsy, but they're going to charge me a percentage for my sale. Yeah. So if you wanted to buy something from me and you know me, go to Save Outdoor Survival on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or any other place. Hell, message me on YouTube, and I'll do you the sale that way because every other platform is not going to take a percentage of my sales right. like Etsy is. So and PayPal gets their little cut, but that's not enough to Yeah, and that depends on how you pay that. And PayPal's so easy too. I've been liking that uh Cash App and Venmo. The wife got me on the Venmo when we were in the middle of a nowhere somewhere trying to uh have a what's it called? A festival or something like that. Yeah. And my phone wasn't working, but she had Venmo and it worked and everything else went great through and everything transferred easy instantly to my bank. So now that's just another access I got. So I use all of those, not so much PayPal. It works, and I've used it, but their their fine's always more than every other one so far that i found. I've got PayPal and Venmo. I think I like PayPal. It's what I started on Yeah. Um, before I knew there was another one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess it just, to me, seems like it's almost a community standard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're doing online. Yeah. And know, that's how it was for me for years. All the other yeah. ones didn't exist. Well, I've got Venmo. Um I think I got that when me and you were at that show. And yeah, I think I helped you put that on your phone. Yeah, because the guy wanted to pay with Venmo. It's all he yeah. had. Yeah. I don't know why somebody come to a knife show without cash, but yeah, whatever, we got paid. So. Yep, yep. I remember that. We were up there making. Yep. Yeah. Uh, teaching kids to start fires in a bar. That was <laughs> – when you say it like that. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yes, it was. Only in middle Georgia. Teaching yep. children to start fires in a bar – where they're selling knives. Yes. What can go wrong? It was beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a nice day. Yeah, it was a good day. Beautiful day. The dude, the owner was really cool, really nice. Beer was cold. Of yeah. course, you know, there's beer involved in everything. Oh, of course. Oh, that was funny to me. Are we going back there? I remember he talked about having yeah, us back out there. Yeah, he wanted to do there. more, but I um, I haven't heard from him, and I haven't talked to him. I'm going to blame it on COVID. Yeah, probably. But I don't think COVID was a was COVID a thing then. I couldn't tell I you. Don't I don't think remember. So. I think it's been since before that. Yeah, I want to say it was before that. And I think it hit just after that, so I haven't heard from them. And I want to say they were just recently allowed to start operating like normal not too, too long ago. It was during COVID. It was? It was, because I remember now, plain as day, a husband and wife came in sitting outside with masks on. Oh. And they pulled their mask over to the side. To drink. To drink. That's. And then they took their masks off for about five minutes to smoke. Okay. And then put them right back on. Yeah, because that's how that works. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, <laughs> what else other than COVID would justify that kind of behavior? <laughs> Touche, I got you. Yeah, I remember that plain as day because I think my wife's the one who pointed it out. Like, look at these idiots over here. Yeah. yeah, I didn't remember when it was, but I haven't heard back from them, and honestly, I haven't been back up there. But I probably should reach back out because that was fun, and we made some money. Yeah, so. get in touch with them, man. That was a fun day. I want to take my kids next time. I didn't know how kid-friendly the place was going to be. Well, I remember when he hit me up, he goes, you don't have a problem teaching kids, do you? I was like, no, nah, I love teaching kids. He goes, because yeah. we get a lot of them. And in my brain, I'm like, you're a, it's a bar. Bar, right? You know, and I asked him, he goes, well, it's an outdoor beer garden or whatever he called it. It's I'm fancy. Like, oh, it's nice. It, we don't belong there. But uh, Booger on a wedding cake. Yep. But I was like, okay. And that's, man, I think we taught, what, three adults maybe? And then there was, all the rest were yeah. kids. Dozens of them. Yeah, and I think the the one adult that you taught is the one that he bought a knife. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he wanted to test the edge and he split his finger wide open. Wide open. Yeah. It's good and sharp. I know how they work. Yeah, how do they work? How they work pretty good, says this big old scar on my arm. 
That was a. Why don't you tell everybody what happened that day? That was intense. Okay, so if y'all want to know how good his knives are, I'm at work. He calls me, says, "Hey, I got a gator. Take off work. Let's come skin this thing." Long story short, that's how it went. So I leave work. Go Typical over, day. Yep. Go over to his house, and there's this what eight ten foot gator. It's about eight eight foot six, I believe. Okay, sitting in his backyard, just laying there. So all right, cool. So. <laughs> He goes, we're going to use one of my knives. So we pull out what is called now the BG-526 because. The Bubba Gutter. Yeah. It got him on May 26th last year. (laughs) So now, mind you, I ain't been married but 10 days. That's the best part of this story. So. Welcome to the family. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, baby. If you listen to this, (laughs) still love you. So we start skinning this alligator and we've almost got everything cut off of it. I think we only had to hone it once, maybe. That's because I ran that thing right down the back of the scoots. And it didn't really dull it out. I just felt like I needed to just put it on the steel. So we're almost done and get it all the way back. And I grab his, the skin and I go to just, you know what? I can just run this sharp knife all the way to the end real quick. Knife slips, goes into my arm. What you figure? We about two inches deep. Dude, it was between the bones. Yeah. It, it was inside it the forearm. my bones all the way through. Like yeah. if you're looking at your forearm, how do I explain this for people to see? I guess if you're looking at the palm of your hand. Yeah. About halfway up. Straight through your form. Straight through. Between the two bones. Right. And it stopped when it hit the edge of one of the bones. Yeah. It went so deep we found teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense looking, man. Oh, my goodness. And uh, <laughs> I remember you go, well, that's a hospital trip. Yeah. And then uh, I pulled the knife out, which I shouldn't have done now that I'm thinking about it because I'm stupid. I just knew there was this big old knife in my arm and it didn't look right. Yeah. Pulled this thing out and it skeeted out and we went to the hospital. And you came back while I was in the hospital and went ahead and finished skinning out the gator with the same knife, right? Yeah. Didn't even have to sharpen it. Now, I had to rinse your blood off rinse of it. Rinse my blood off of it. Yeah. yeah. I got back and it was like someone placed it there. <laughs> I mean, it was like something out of a comic book. There well, was blood on the edge, <laughs> propped up all nice and neat next to this pile of gator fat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to drop it. You know, I pulled it out my arm and put it on the table because we're going to need to finish. <laughs> yeah, we got it done. And it didn't need to be sharpened. If you want to know how knife, how nice these JK blades are. Goes through gator, through a human arm, into a bone, and then finishes skinning the gator. Yeah. And you got some compliments from the doctor on that. Nice yeah, yeah. Cut. How clean the cut was. I was like, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Now, we do not recommend. Testing it this way. Forearm vertical slice testing. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, a, that was a crazy day, man. Oh, yeah. It was intense. So, yeah, and that shows us how cool our wives are, too. Yeah. I hollered at mine and said, we got to go to the hospital. She didn't even ask what happened. She grabbed the keys and a towel and jumped yep. in the truck. I feel bad she grabbed a nice white towel. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> messed that one yeah, up. Yeah. I can't believe you asked me if I wanted that back. <laughs> <laughs> My wife washed it and told me to give it back to you. No, that's all yours, brother. <laughs> that's staying at your house right there. Oh, man. Don't die on me now. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking about my wife when she called. Well, when, you, when y'all called her and I was talking to her, baby. Yeah, what what came in? What I said? Like I a, think the first word because you called her from Katie's phone. Yeah, yours was in your pocket. You were sitting on it. Yeah, well, I was holding my arm shut with the yeah, other hand. Yeah, so you said I'm okay, but <laughs> and I don't even think you said anything else. She was like, "Oh my god, what happened?" Yeah, like panic mode, like mad too. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm on the way." I was like, "Uh oh," <laughs> and that was jacked up too because that was COVID. Nobody could yeah. go in with it. Well, and nobody in. I told that doctor, "You better stitch me and let me out before she gets here." Because I'm either walking out this building or she's burning it down. Either way, yeah. it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> and they tried to take your temperature at the door and all that. You walked right past them and said, nope. Yeah, I'm bleeding all over the place, man. Come on. That was a mess. you got to check out these JK Blade knives because they were so sharp. 
You know what I mean? I'm like, you didn't get nothing in the back of my truck, though. So well, that's because I had that giant white towel you gave me. Yeah, yeah. I, I did go back home. I was like, okay, take this back seat out. <laughs> yeah, the truck was fine. Yeah, Dude. I'm surprised with as many ditches and graveyards you'd cut through to get there on time. Hey, brother, we can't stop. Ain't stopping. Not with a wound like that. Shoot, no. If I'd have seen blue lights, they'd have had to just meet me there. They'd have, they'd have followed, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ain't. That was it. A five mile trip took three minutes or something. Yeah, we got there and back so quick. That right before we left, Katie had put frozen pizzas in the oven. She was yeah. going to feed us. She had just put them in the oven. We made it to the hospital, dropped you off, got back, and the pizzas weren't ready. <laughs> the 12-minute pizzas? Yeah, they weren't ready. <laughs> we thought we'd done burn them. Yeah. I mean, we was flying back thinking the house was on fire. Yeah, that's They perfect. weren't ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That was a fun trip. Yeah, and oh, my God, your buddy that was over there had never seen. Oh, yeah, that new kid. My, the dude I was Somebody working work. with you. Yeah, he was a uh, tailor. He was a new kid. Young fella too that he, I was training him at work, and he wanted to see a gator and skin a gator and try some gator meat. I was like, "Well, come on over. We're fitting to do it." You know? Yeah, he was a young and though never seen nothing. Nothing. Yeah, he was kind of panicked when that happened. I, I, what did he say? I think I gotta him. go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we all just left him there. We might. I don't know. I was holding my arm shut. I know the shop was open. The house was open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he took off. Yeah, I think I talked to him the next day. Uh, he was like. Is everything okay? (laughs) Where'd you go, man? He finished skinning the gator. You said you wanted to see it and get you some meat. Yeah. Well, I think I should have best uh, had left. I was like, no, they were right back, bro. Yeah, we can't waste no meat around here. (laughs) No, sir. Especially some alligator. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's the first thing I said, too, once they got me in the door. Finish that daggum alligator so we don't lose that meat. I think I ended up with, I want to say about 30 pounds. I don't remember if we ever weighed it out. Uh, I'm just kind of guesstimating in the the packages we put up. I want to say we got probably close to 30 pounds. It was good. The meat just out of that tail. Yeah. Yeah. We ate everything. I ate, I think I had two legs off of it, and we lost one leg, didn't we? One of the legs was bad. Yeah. Yeah, something was up in one of them. And then um, I think I, I think the both front legs I just tossed. Uh, I smoked both front legs. Or one of the back legs. I had two legs. That was, you got the back ones. Yeah. That's okay. what it was. You got the back ones. Because I just got tired, man. It yeah. was hot. <laughs> I, I already got you're 50 alone. pounds of meat. I'm doing this by myself. Yeah. And the little yep. bumblebees are stinging me oh, all in my, my hands because there's blood around. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I hope to, man, I wish I'd have thought about it to take a picture or look at my security cameras that day. Oh, yeah. That table we had the gator on, right? Yeah. I got to looking at it. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Because it ain't gator season. Mm-mm. Not even close. But uh, don't say that all. <laughs> no, I don't care. You got to find me. This is the internet. <laughs> but um, I ended up putting a choke strap around the gator's head mm-hmm. and hooking him up to my tractor and drug him off the table through the backyard, up the driveway, <laughs> down the county right away or city right away, down into the swamp bottom behind the house. Yeah. But I strategically did this. That way, once the buzzards did all the hard work, I went back down there and got his skull, yep. which I've still got. And I've got the teeth on the knife that you gave me that I stabbed myself with. Yep, yep. <laughs> that got, I still use all the time. Yeah, two chompers out of that big bad boy. Yep. I uh, I talk about it because that's, that's now my full-time use when I'm out in the bushcraft camping mm-hmm. or anything because folks will see it. You know, I pull this knife out, and there's two teeth dangling off the back of the handle. Yeah. I tell the folks, like, yeah, man, I promote, of course, JK Blades because that's a good knife. I replaced... I'm not going to name the name brand of the knife that I normally use, but I've replaced my 
everyday use knife with that when I'm in the woods now, and I love it. That knife is it's great. Yeah. You know I, mean? I love it. Yeah. I need to get that knife back from you, actually. And no. Just for a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never made a template for that knife, and I want one. Oh, yeah? Because before that day, that was my everyday carry blade. Yeah. You gave it to me because I stabbed myself. Right, I felt that you had earned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. You, you <laughs> gratefully deserve that one. Yeah, but I want one because I mean I used it every day. Yeah, it's a great knife, man. But then I after that, I gave it to you. Yeah, but yeah, I want to make me one. I think it's got a great design. The way it's shaped for skinning, gutting, yeah, carving, it makes daggum uh, curls beautifully. It does everything I need to do. What I like a lot about it is the point. Yeah. It's got a sharp point because knives are supposed to, but it's it's an eighth inch spine. Yeah, so there's still plenty of meat at that point. I don't yeah. have to worry about snapping the tip it's off. Tough. It's a tough knife. You I'm, can pry like hell with it. I'm about to say, I don't condone. Yeah, I, we don't recommend that. It's not a screwdriver. Prying or using it as a screwdriver or batoning anything, but it happens. I've yeah. I've been there and it works. I've never had a problem. Yeah, I've never had the, the back of the spine chip out. And when I put the back of that knife to a ferro rod, it's like it's raining. Yeah. I get so many sparks, <laughs> it's intense. You know what I mean? And you'll see videos of people, like, striking their ferro rod four or five times. Bruh. One time. One, one and time. done. Yep, the ferro rod I got, and then the high-carbon counter, whatever metal it is, I don't even remember what you made that knife out that of. That one's 1095. Really? I was using almost exclusively 1095 for okay. a long time. Well, that thing. And then yeah. my supplier, just for some reason, ran out of that. There's just a shortage on it. So I switched over to 1080. Okay. Now they're out of 1080. <laughs> so I'm back on 1095. But I mean, and it's a New Jersey steel baron. Anybody yeah. in the whole world that makes knives at least knows who that is. Yeah. They got the, probably the best prices on bulk sheet steel. Gotcha. But for some reason, for me anyway, it's hard to find the same thing in stock hmm. over and over. It's like it. And that sucks because like you, it revolves. You, that's bad for a business when you're trying to. Keep a steady yeah. product going. Yeah. You know, you need that guaranteed supply. Right. But, I mean, they've always got something useful, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, look, we've been on here almost an hour. Oh, okay. We, we have not even got to the meat of the show. My bad. <laughs> well, what's the question? All right, so this is a hustle and grind. Oh, yeah. It's about turning your part-time hustle into that full-time grind. You know, nobody else is still listening by now, right? Oh, they're gone, dude. <laughs> they're done. They're, they're gone. gone. <laughs> We're going to talk anyway. <laughs> so, you said earlier you're a sheet metal mechanic. Yeah. And you're a leather worker. Yes. Doing good with your leather. Pretty good, yeah. Are there any dreams or goals to go full-time leather? Yes. Um, it is in, on my to-do list. I have focused a lot recently on building the wife's business. And like you said, we got five kids. And I've got 11 years working for the government. So I want – this sounds bad because I'm procrastinating. But I want to make it to 20 with the government because I'm about to be on 12. And that way, hopefully, I can get an early retirement and go full-time. That's kind of my idea. But you're going to be, what, about 45? No? 46, right? 46, yeah. yeah. That's a that's a good age to you know get a saying? government retirement. If I can get an early retirement, because I'll have 20 years, yeah. I won't have like all the money I need because I'll be too young. But I have to look into that. But that would be my game plan because – the wife's business, doing that, and the little side hustles, I think I could pull it off. Right now with the five kids, it's not something I'd want to do comfortably. But if like something were to happen and I lost my government contract and I was out the door, I would 
to, just like you're doing right now. Yeah. I would stay in that shop from sun up to dinner time, you know? Well, I told Katie, um, she bought a, a calendar, you know, bigger than a wall calendar, but not quite the desktop size. Yeah. And I told her I'm going to hang that on the wall somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, every single day I'm going to write down how much money I made today. Okay. And I'm going to give that about a month because that's about all the money that I've got to, you know, to kind of live on. If no more money came in from right now. Yeah. You know, I, I got enough to go a month or so pretty comfortable. Um, so I told her I'm just going to write down what I'm making every single day, give it a couple of weeks and then average it out. Yeah. See if it's at. on an upward curve, yeah, we're doing good. You know, if it's not making any money, yeah, I'm going to have to go to Walmart and check receipts. Yeah. You know, that's about the only other thing I'm qualified for. And I think that's an issue with what we do, me and you, because uh, I'll have months where I can't keep up with the work. Yeah. And I have, you know, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I have lots of income. And then, like, for instance, last month, I got almost very little income. One, because I was busy. Two, I didn't spend any time in the shop, partly. I took the wife on vacation, spring break with the kids. We did a bunch of stuff. And then other times, you know, the, it'll be a steady month. And it's like, okay. But then I'm not really making much more because I've done that a couple times on paper, mm-hmm. not like a counter, which is smarter. And I'm like, okay, cool. I made $300 this month. I can't go full time with that. Right. You know, and then other times I've sat down, I'm like, wow, I made more money here than I did at my actual government job. But if once it's, if, if I get to almost 20 years or I'm not at 20 years and I start keeping track like that and I see that I'm making way more than I'm making with a government job, there's a potential I would want to go ahead and make it 100% full time. Yeah. You know? But, so it, it takes a lot. Yeah. I mean, as a knife maker, I know obviously a knife is a lot more expensive than the sheath that it goes yeah. in. Yeah. But the overhead, a lot of people don't understand the overhead. I got a lot of overhead. I mean, and the way the economy goes, the worse the economy gets in certain directions, the more my leather costs. Yeah. Well, steel's going up. Steel's going Big up. Big time. Wood's going up. Yeah. Uh, I was pricing lumber the other day for the remodel. And holy crap, the price of wood's retarded. Yep. You know, and leather for some reason's steadily going up. You know, but people still want to pay twenty dollars for a sheath or fifty dollars for a knife. Yeah. It's like I'm sorry, but I can't. If I, if I don't make money, I can't even justify doing it. Disclaimer: J.K. Blades does not sell a knife for fifty dollars. <laughs> does not exist. <laughs> and I don't have a sheath for twenty. Yeah, no, you don't. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I was fixing to say, if you got a twenty dollars sheath, what have I been paying for all these years? Oh, you you still getting the hookup? Don't talk. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> no, well, that's a bulk discount. Yeah, yeah. You're like I said. Right now, I think you're my most steady customer. Right, the second. Yeah, and that's a good. I've had a really good past couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, I like it. I did that. Uh, the auction. I guess that's about two weeks ago, and there were a couple of people, and one guy in particular, he wanted that knife. <laughs> He bid, I think, four or five different times. Yeah. But he just missed the end of it. Somebody outbid him. Yeah. And so I said, look, man, I got one more chunk of that same handle material. I sent him a picture of the of the handle material. Yeah. And I said, I can make you another one. And super nice guy. Can't remember his name right now. Um, he'll know who it is yeah. if, if he ever hears this. Super nice guy. He wanted it for his, his wife's birthday. And I said, okay, when's your wife's birthday? He said, uh forgot the date it's four days four days say never mind yeah so but um i ended up making that knife 
Oh, yeah? And I got it there. It got there on her birthday. Oh, sweet. It only had to go to Florida. Oh, that's good. I got to the post office early enough in the morning to where UPS picked it up that day. Okay. And she got it that night on her birthday. No way. Yeah. That's intense. I don't know how that happened. Dude, I shipped something just recently. It was an Etsy order, and it literally took a month and a half to get to uh, North Carolina. Yeah. To the point where the guy was emailing me and wanting to know where it's at. I'm like, bro, trust me. You know, right now it says it's in Macon. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, my wife later. ordered something on Amazon, and she was looking at it last night. It has not moved in a month and a half. Yeah. She's like, I thought Amazon was supposed to be, like, reputable. Yeah. I said, it is. We got to looking at it, and we look for the tracking number. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a UPS, FedEx, wherever. Dude. But, I mean, and she ordered those uh, TikTok leggings. So, I'm just as excited as she is to get those in. I don't know what that is, but okay. I don't either, but <laughs> I've seen some reaction videos. It's supposed to make your wife's butt look real good and juicy. Okay. Yeah, so. I, I'm sure my wife has a few pairs because, Oh, I, I mean, my wife's got some leggings, but there's yeah. something about this particular pair. You're going to look it up when you leave. It's like an internet craze. I won't do that, baby. Don't worry. <laughs> of course he won't. He would never. You wouldn't do that, would you? No, hell no. <laughs> oh, my wife's booty. Uh, okay, so back on, <laughs> back on topic. You can find her butt at, at uh, Save It Outdoor Survival. I think there's a couple of her modeling your sheets. Yeah, yeah. Cause, dude, she's beautiful, man. Yeah. And it's like, hey, babe. You know, and she thinks she's not, which is crazy because she's beautiful as all can be. I'm like, hey, babe, why don't you put this on? Let me take a couple pictures. Yeah. And she's like, maybe. I just actually, <laughs> before I came here, I was going through your Instagram feed trying to find a picture to post. I sent you a picture, and instead you sent one of the back of my head. That's the only thing that had you and a piece of leather in it. Yeah, the one I posted today was a teaser. The I'm about to say the back of my head with all my knots and scars. That's all right, we all got them. The one that you sent me is going out tomorrow. Uh, you know, and I'll put your name across it. And well, it's nice having a six hour notice before you got to do something. Well, I tell you what, I had a guest uh, that I was hoping to have in here today, and um, so I'm your backup. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it was funny i was talking to katie i said well i got a couple people that are wanting to be on the show and i was kind of talking about I, there's none of them i want more than the other one yeah you know just who would flow better you know like who yeah. should be next type deal so um i decided on one of them and i sent her a message and um she has some stuff going on for today and she's got a show coming up uh next week so she's going to be busy she's going to be on here but it's going to be a couple weeks. Gotcha. And I was telling Katie, I said, well, I know I want to get Bubba on here. I said, but Bubba can, he can come anytime. You know, he lives right down the yeah, road. Yeah, right down the road. Yeah, so <laughs> I just found out she wasn't going to be able to come on. Ah, That's why you. I called you yesterday. Hey, back up. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> I got you, brother. What are you doing tomorrow? Working. Yeah. Want to do a podcast? All right. All right. <laughs> and you're like, I'll bring beer. I'm like, well, shit. I got to now. Yeah, I'm definitely showing up now. <laughs> Man, this has been fun, ain't it? Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I was worried we was going to have too much silence because, like I said, we talk all the time. That's pretty cool. <laughs> There's a lot of buttons over there. Dude, I love these buttons, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't worried about finding something to talk about. I just hope we provided a little bit of interest or value to the people yeah, listening to Yeah, I hope we were entertainment and actually put some knowledge out there maybe. Yeah. we did do a whole lot of talking about absolutely nothing. And that's what happens sometimes. Yeah. Oh, something else I'm thinking about doing here. This is going to be maybe like a podcast special. Okay. So I make, I'm thinking maybe every couple of weeks, make a podcast knife. And give away or something? No, or? hell no. I can't uh. give away that many. <laughs> <laughs> um, but do something like, uh, say I'll post it on JK Blades, right? 
mm-hmm. and I'll say, this is the podcast knife. And during the podcast, at some point throughout, I'll just kind of throw in a, a crazy word. Like, podcast knife is purple watermelon. Okay, I'm waiting. Where, where are we getting with Yeah, here? you got to hear me out here. All right. So if somebody's interested in that knife, obviously they'll DM me on the Instagram. All right. And say, hey, I want that knife. How much? I'll give them a price. If they say purple watermelon, 20% off. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah? The price of the sheath won't be cheaper, though. I'll, I'll, I'll eat that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. But I never you know thought what of, I mean, though? Because then you'll know they're listening. Exactly. Yeah, that'll give you an idea of what's going on, too. Yeah, and if you're worried about, you know, if you tell me purple watermelon, I'm just going to tell you the same price anyway and say it used to be something else. Don't tell me purple watermelon. Yeah. I'll tell you the price and then tell me purple watermelon. 20% off. Nice. I like it. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, you figure. Get people incentive to listen. Get a $200 knife for 160 bucks. Yeah. And never do it at the beginning of the podcast because that's. Oh, no. Yeah. It's got to be between the middle and the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, then they'll just listen the first five minutes, get the damn code and go away. Go away. Yeah. We don't do that. <laughs> Y'all stay here. Well, they're, you know they're definitely gone by now. An hour and some change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're talking to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I have looked. Um, the little app that I've got shows retention. Yeah. And there's been a couple episodes that have kind of fallen off towards the end. The first episode that I did, almost everybody really? that listened to it turned it off before the three-quarter mark. Oh, wow. But since then, almost all of those same listeners, I don't know particular who's, yeah. but the numbers of completed and streams have just about equaled out. Oh, we know who hasn't completed. So Look, We've got your name. <laughs> we've got your number. So at some point, it looks like they're going back. You know, yeah. Maybe they catch an interesting one. Well, like I told you, that last one, it took me – a couple of days to finish watch listening to the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing, but I couldn't listen to it all at one time. Right. You know? It just depends on what, your lifestyle, what kind yeah. of time you've got to devote to listening to a podcast. Yeah, well, I get a 20-minute lunch break, so it's like yeah, I can get 20 minutes of it. Well, see, in my old job, I was driving so much for work. It was perfect. So podcast all day. Yeah. Now I'm in the shop, put my headphones in, yeah. podcast. Nice. So, I mean, it's never a problem for me to listen, but I know that's not everybody's situation. Yep. So let's wrap it up. What you think? I think that's pretty cool, man. We're going to have to do this again. Yeah, definitely. Next time somebody else bells out on me, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll bring you up here again. I'll, I'll be the backup. We'll talk about <laughs> something different then. We'll talk about, uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right, guys, one more thing I want to bring up. If you made it this far in the show, it means you like us at least a little bit. So what we was talking about earlier, J.K. Blades is the official sponsor for this show. It puts us in this nice, beautiful studio. This studio is not free. It's fancy. It's fancy. So... I am thinking about doing a per-show sponsorship program. Possibly if you are a knife maker or a leather worker, if you have something that you want to be advertised, send me a DM and you can be the sponsor for an episode. Dibs. (laughs) I'm not looking for anything uh, on a rotating basis right now. Um, Nothing like permanent sponsors, none of that kind of stuff. Just per episode. You know, DM me and we'll talk about it and – Put you in there at the beginning and the end, kind of promote you a little bit, give you your Instagram handles, some shout outs, show some love, and maybe it can mutually benefit everybody in the long run. With that being said, bye. What? I said bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Hustling Grind. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Go check out JK Blades on Instagram. Check out Sabet Outdoor Survival, S A B E T, and that is David Sabet. He does all kind of cool stuff on Facebook. 
Instagram, and he's got a YouTube channel that he is neglecting. I know. But he is going to get back on that before too long. Check out his old stuff, though. He's got some real cool bushcraft, survival-type stuff on there. Go check him out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the podcast. Keep on hustling and keep on grinding.